Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Well, guys, there's always a surprise when starting the show. Uh, this time the video didn't trigger, but we got sound. So awesome. that's kind of cool. I can fix that in post when this goes up on YouTube. Um, perfect. But, <laughs> perfect. But perfect. Uh, welcome back. This is the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is one of my favorite events. At the end of every month, we have our patrons on to discuss a topic of their choosing. And this month, uh, Lotus of Doom gets to join me for this as well, which is super fun. Mm. So the party has grown. Some of our patrons haven't been able to make it. Right now, we have Kung Fu Kangaroo joining us. Kung Fu Kangaroo, how's it going? Welcome to the show. It's going great. Thanks for having me on, Tom. Yeah, well, thank you for supporting the show. And I'm, I'm always excited to talk to new patrons. And we might have Bob Chichinsky jumping in with us later. Um, some of the regular faces who usually make these shows, things are kind of going on. Things have been busy. The world is a little crazy right now. I don't know if you've realized this. Is it? Is really? it? Amazing. I we were in a lull. There was nothing interesting going on. Yeah. States specifically very quiet. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, it seems that life is a little busy for some people. But here we are. And Lotus, of course, is joining me again. Lotus. How are things? Things are well. Things are well. I'm definitely not uh, the, the thing you were just referring to, not having video. Everybody got to watch me totally bringing up the game on a second screen <laughs> to watch football at the same time. Nice. I feel like Bob Chichinsky watching the playoffs from last time. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, Bob was very animated the last time. <laughs> He was polite enough to mute, so it made it way funnier. It was way funnier. He was just swearing at nothing because we couldn't hear it. Right. It was almost. It almost looked like he was like reacting emphatically about the things that we were talking about. You yeah. just couldn't hear him. And you couldn't hear him exactly. Yeah. See, I'm not invested in this game. I just have it on a second screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you if you didn't see the uh, if you weren't here for the live version of that or you didn't see the video, you should go to the Robots Radio YouTube and look up the video. It's pretty funny to see him constantly reacting <laughs> in the background while the rest of us are talking about Elder Scrolls. Oh yeah. I, I saw that. I was laughing. <laughs> it's, it was hilarious. He's like throwing his arms up every like two minutes. He's like, and you can clearly, if you mouth read him, you can clearly tell that there's some f bombs being dropped. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was great. It was great. But we are we are here as usual. It is Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at Twitch.tv/RobotsRadio to do our live show as we've been doing every week. And um, this week, our topic is our favorite non-companion NPCs. So we're not talking about the ones that you can bond with in Skyrim and carry around and take around with you. None of those people. These are NPCs in the game that you encounter and can't bring with you on quests or can't influence them in very, you know, companion-y type ways. So this opens it up to basically anything 
I mean, we could go into Daedric Princes. We could talk about um, some of the minor characters with interesting little side stories that you learn about. We could talk about, you know, a, a corpse on the ground that left a letter and, you know, you find out that they had some sort of run in with a bear and you're like, oh, that that was really fun. So um, so why don't we why don't we open this up? Kung Fu, I, you've probably been thinking about this a little bit. Do you have yeah, a little bit. Do you have a favorite or are there kind of a selection of some of them that you you just kind of genuinely enjoyed. Oh yeah. So, so right now I I certainly have a favorite right now. It is a scamp. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. It's a scamp in Morrowind and it's not the scamp merchant. Uh Uh, It's actually because a lot of people know about the scamp merchant, right? But this scamp's name, I I don't know if I'm saying it right. So you'll have to forgive me. Oh, it's, it's always a grab bag. Yeah. Just go for it. (laughs) Yeah. This scamp's name is Lustadrike. And he is a unique scamp, and he's in a shrine to Cheogorath in Morrowind. Uh And I'll I'll just tell you how I found him because I think I don't know about this at all. So yes, please, I I don't either. I'm looking him up right now, and it's super Googleable because I started to put in Morrowind S, and it was like Scamp Merchant was the first result. (laughs) Right. So 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 yeah. So there's the Scamp Merchant. I forget what his name is, but then there's Lust Lustadrike. And I found this guy in a Sheogorath shrine, just walking around aimlessly. I was like, ah, I guess I'll go loot some dungeons. And then when I walk in, all of these NPCs keep asking me, they're like, oh, are you here for the party? <laughs> and I'm just thinking, what is going on right now? <laughs> like, this is weird. Um, and I don't have any mods on my game installed. And in fact, I'm playing it on Xbox One. He's uh, on the store now, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I walk and I get to the final room of the dungeon and I see a scamp and like before I go right away to kill it, I notice that he's not going after me and I'm not a sneaky character. Like I walk in there with like a battle axe and just yeah, go to town. And he just doesn't care. So he's he like non-combative. He's just like, right, what? non-combative. whatever, buddy, what's, what's up? <laughs> and so I see him, I walk up. I start talking to him. And he's like, Hey man, you want to drink? <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but That's basically awesome. he, he asks if I want some Sujama, which is like an alcoholic drink in Morrowind. And I thought it was the funniest thing because if, if you accept it, you have to drink it with him. Like <laughs> there's no option. You have to drink and take I don't a shot. Remember this with dude. <laughs> and so it's pretty funny because it was after that that I learned that it was a Shea Gorath shrine. And then after that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. okay. This all makes sense now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be Shea Gorath who has a wacky scamp who's offering you drinks. Like, right. That, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be him? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Man, that's that's awesome. So. Did you we in the pre-show? If if you want access to some of the pre-show conversation, and you are a patron, a tier two patron or higher, then you get some of the pre-show conversation before we go live. Um, but in the pre-show, we were talking with Kung Fu Kangaroo about uh, how he got into Elder Scrolls, and you back in like two thousand four originally were playing Morrowind when it came out. Um, did you find this scamp during an initial playthrough, or was this something that years later you ran into? No, this is something I ran into yesterday. So this, so you have, <laughs> holy crap! So this, sixteen years later, after playing this yeah. game, you ran into this. That's that's so great. I love like the little things in these games that you can completely gloss over and miss. Playing the long game, yeah. Oh, and it's so easy. It's so. Oh, the best part about, and it's another one of my favorite non-companion NPCs. 
he's standing and he's drinking with the scamp and he's an orc. I forget what his name is, but it's easy to find it. You know, just Google it. Um, and he is utterly convinced that he's Gajit. And like, if you talk to him, he, <laughs> That's great. He, if you talk to him, he asks you, he's like, don't you love my tail? <laughs> and if you say like why yes i do <laughs> then he he's very visibly like well i guess not visibly but he's more one but he says oh well like thank you that makes me very happy <laughs> <laughs> and, and then like if you have moon sugar there's like a random encounter where if you have moon sugar he'll tell you about a little gift that he left you under his pillow and it's it's this legendary like gauntlet <laughs> that's awesome that's great yeah, that's that's the stuff that. OK, so there is a reason why I, I love I love Bethesda games. I'm a big fan of a, a lot of their properties. I, I talk about Fallout a lot. I love Fallout. There's I have a place in my heart for the Elder Scrolls games that I don't think Fallout will ever quite match. And this kind of wacky stuff happens in Fallout, too, for sure. Like, Fallout's full of wackiness, right? But it's this, like, running into a talking scamp and an orc who thinks it's he's a Khajiit. And then, you know, like, the, there's something about the fantasy world of just, like, that stuff happening in a way that, I don't know, it's just compelling to me. Well, especially when it relates to some of the Daedric Princes who really kind of bend the fourth wall almost yeah, sometimes, yeah. where it's like they almost make reference to like more than just the game. Like they start referring to the game in certain points and stuff like that, which is a unique situation that the fantasy game has as opposed to more of the science fiction version of Fallout type of deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only the only thing close to that in something like Fallout would be uh, things alluding to this idea that we are all in a vault experiencing this together and it's not actually happening for real. Like, oh, there's some yeah, of yeah. that, but that's about the closest thing you get to, like, breaking a fourth wall in Fallout. But it happens all the time in Elder Scrolls. One of the things I wanted to bring up in this episode is everybody's favorite uh, everybody's favorite liar, Mike. Um, <laughs> and, and speaking about breaking the fourth wall like that is a character who is from the ground up every time he shows up designed to um, some people believe break the fourth wall some people believe uh, is integrated into the story because he's actually Lorcan wandering right. the world um, so it doesn't actually break the fourth wall it's just the perspective of a you know very powerful deity who is now beyond existence in some way um, sure but, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, well, no, he's just kind of the voice of the developers kind of throwing in these little these little nuggets. Do you guys do you guys have any uh, we should do an episode on Mike. I've been meaning to do that. This is something we should. Yeah, do. there's a lot. There's a um, lot there. But do you guys have like a, a, a place in your hearts for Mike the liar? Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. I do. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and let me tell you why. <laughs> um, so I remember the first time that I noticed that he was really even like, you know, he exists was uh -huh. I remember like an Oblivion or Skyrim. And I was like, wait a second. I've totally seen this guy before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so that's usually did, how like, it happens. You go, yeah. wait a minute. Didn't I run into this guy in the other game? Yeah, yeah, like I know yeah. this is familiar. <laughs> like yeah. who's this seedy guy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just hanging out? And uh, I remember I was like, I think I was messing around with console commands on on Skyrim, and uh, there he was just getting chased by like some trolls. <laughs> like, <laughs> some troll. <laughs> it was pretty funny. 
I um so there's there's kind of two things. One is recent as I've been like achievement farming in ESO and one of the achievements is finding my eek in all of the I believe it's 17 base game zones. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, he he actually will appear in every zone on a set pattern. But the pat like there there's a certain amount of waypoints that he could be at in each zone, but it's randomly picked which waypoint he could be at mm-hmm. and he will just be wandering around doing his own thing and if you can find him in all of uh the zones you get the achievement be like my eek um so yeah. i just managed to do that like a little while ago so it's kind of neat to you know find him in eso but the weirdest thing that i have that i like about my eek and it's super speaking of fourth wall breaking you need to console command to do this <laughs> there's no way to do this like legit but have you guys ever seen where Mike is placed when he's not roaming the wastes of Skyrim? No, no, no. He is in a box. <laughs> there is a programmed square. It is made out of cobblestone and he is just standing in it. And it's just this creepy square. I, you can probably look it up on YouTube, but he's just hanging out there. And periodically he will be picked up and he will be dropped into the world to start roaming around, which you can potentially find him. And then he goes back to his box. So, yeah, that sounds like a like a requirement for the engine in order to keep him it, yes, in active exactly. memory or whatever. In active yeah, memory, exactly. Right. But it's just funny because if you look at it, he looks like he's in his own little prison cell. Yeah. And it's just like really depressing because he's just like... <laughs> stands there and like if you watch him he just kind of like walks around in his cell <laughs> until, <laughs> until he's Aww. just allowed to enter skyrim again i was like Aww. oh man poor my right. until the gods sucks. deem that he's needed to be placed back into the world right. yeah Mike yeah. doesn't sleep he waits no he doesn't sleep right <laughs> Maybe that's why his uh, comments are so profound. He has all this time like alone in solitary <laughs> box just thinking about things years <laughs> of meditation yeah, right. but yeah it. it's just creepy and that's like for some reason that's always what i think of now once i saw that that's the first thing i think of was Mike is his poor little chamber that he's just placed in until he's deemed worthy to go back to skyrim again for poor a guy. while poor guy they, like slide some cat food under the, <laughs> under the door. <laughs> they just keep him skumad skumad up right. until it up. yeah yep yeah there's got to be a phrase for that I mean, high, I guess, would be it. But <laughs> so here's some moon sugar. Knock yourself out. Right, right, yeah, right. Um, so, Lotus, do you have a favorite NPC? So, I've got kind of two. One of which is really obvious um, to most anybody who knows me. Um, Hermaeus Mora is like my favorite character in pretty much all of fiction. I think that <laughs> wow, he, she, it glob thing is like the coolest. I I love. <laughs> Why Hermaeus not Hermaeus Mora? Mora. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Right, my first appearance on the show, and we got a shirt made out of the, mm-hmm, <laughs> the mm-hmm. joke. That's still one of my favorite I, shirts on the store. I I love mine. Um, but yeah, I I love um Hermaeus Mora. It's he's I just think he's such a cool character. Um. I always, man, the Dragonborn expansion to Skyrim was like everything I wanted all at once because I'm a huge Morrowind fan. That's my favorite game of all time. And then they were like, okay, well, we're going to give you this, you know, Soulstime expansion. So you're going to get your Morrowind vibe back. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want. And they're like, also, uh, the main protagonist that's joining you 
well, you're going to join forces with Hermaeus Mar. I was like, well, okay, I guess uh-huh. gaming complete. This is both of my favorite things all at once. Um, but he's probably just like my all around favorite. But referring back to Morrowind and stuff like that, um, the mud crab merchant as opposed to the scamp merchant. Yeah. I love the drunk mud crab merchant. He was <laughs> for the longest time my favorite character in that game. Like the fact he has so much money. <laughs> he's got 10k, which blows anybody else out of the water in that game. And then him just being drunk and stumbling around all the time was just very entertaining. And the thing I, I'm very much I don't like save scumming in in games. I tend to like just like, oh man, if if something goes wrong i just need to deal with it not even Mm. for like role play reasons i just like to see how it plays out and i like to try my best to fix the situation especially if i caused it sure which in bethesda games can get weird because sometimes it can be out of your control and somebody spirals into the sun or something and it's like well that quest is going to be hard to complete (laughs) yes yeah true uh, (laughs) um but i used to use that mud crab merchant all the time i'd i'd make runs back when i played this i would just accumulate all my crap and i would go there and i would just stack it up and i would sell it in bulk and i would sleep and then i would wake up so his inventory would be refreshed Uh and i'd dump off the rest of the stuff until my inventory was clear and one of the times i slept um you get awakened or awoken when you get attacked so i was sleeping next to the mud crab merchant so that i would progress to the next day Mm -hmm. and (laughs) it said you've been awoken blah 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 from a day droth and i was like what the and i'm looking around and there's nothing here and i look off to the side and the mud crab merchant is upside down and the day droth is just like swinging wildly at it and i'm like oh my god no (laughs) so (laughs) not my my mud crab merchant (laughs) and he murdered my mud crab merchant oh no which was the worst so i took all the useless crap that i brought and morrowind didn't have physics you could just place items and they would just hover until you hit uh memory limit (laughs) which was surprisingly high. So I took all the crap that I brought to sell him and I built a a giant grave site out of all the crap. I just kind of stacked it up. (laughs) Like a trash mound in his honor. And it it wasn't really a cross, but it was like, if you picture like an archway, it it archwayed over the mud crab. And then I had like a little holy symbol like above built out of the garbage. And that's where I left him. I was just like, like, well, yeah so i just left him there and i was it was it was pretty crushing i i was pretty sad because i really that tempted me i was like oh maybe i could just save and go back but that's a great story and yeah i'm guilty of that i'm guilty of that in that exact scenario actually (laughs) (laughs) because like i would take a bunch of stuff to the mud crab merchant i'd sleep wait for his money to refresh yeah and then boom <laughs> like yeah. monster right in front of me and the crab's dead yeah and it's I'm oh, thinking it's well i'm gonna have to reload an earlier save this is up right because that is <laughs> oh man that like my income was just done at that i mean granted i was a billionaire at that point because it was wildly yeah. irrelevant but yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah, have and- points in video games i like collecting riches just for the sake of it <laughs> you're I like did- a dragon hoarding yeah. everything yeah, yeah. hoarding <laughs> all of my septums so yeah <laughs> in morrowind i did that exact thing on this recent playthrough, not not 16 years ago, I didn't 
the patience for that <laughs> back then. But I did that. I, I hoarded so much gold from the mud crab merchant in, in, in Morrowind. It's not so clear, cut and dry how you can get a house, um, but no. you can get a house. Yeah, not at all. If you progress through one of the main three uh, great houses uh, missions, they give you a stronghold, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. It's a cool concept. That's awesome. I love the um, Tavani one. Yeah, the Tavani one is really cool. Um, I went Redoran, this mm-hmm. this character, uh, just because I think when it comes to Morrowind lore, the Redoran are kind of like this. I don't I don't want to say all American because you know America doesn't exist. In this sure, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but, you, but you know what they're I mean? patriotic like, to a, like to a country yeah. that exists in another reality. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they're like this this classic, you know, like very like warrior spirit type of house. So I went I went with that, and then I have this stronghold, and I have all this gold, and I think Morrowind is one of like the few Elder Scrolls games where you can drop gold on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's it a physical item. No. Yeah. And so I turned it into like a version of Scrooge McDuck, you know, <laughs> <laughs> jumping into the tub full of coal. That's awesome. And so every time I go back into the, you know, the stronghold, I'm like, oh, I'm so rich. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just go swim in my gold pool. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I I obviously have not jumped into Morrowind enough to experience this stuff, but it's becoming more and more appealing now. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is some for a game that outdated, you can it's both got its drawbacks because of its age, but also you can do some weird stuff. Like not having fit like it's been so long since games kind of didn't involve physics. Yeah. You can just build structures in that game. Like it was pre, you know, construction and, uh, you know, camp building and all that stuff that they have in their games now, which is awesome. But back then it was just like, okay, I need to b- make myself a shelter. I know. I'll just kill a bunch of Halalu guards and I'll use all their helmets and I'll just build myself a hut. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bodies. Roll away. <laughs> just put, yeah. put, just like, put their just bodies into them. some sort of like, like exactly. dome yeah. to protect you. So, stack them up and it's like all right i live here now this is where i live <laughs> this is my house made out of bodies i would do it with cliff racers just because oh my god the cliff racers. <laughs> yeah uh, i hear they're pretty terrible Ugh, Ugh. the sound the yeah. sound effect yeah <laughs> ptsd from that yeah uh-huh. so some of these stories remind me of just the wackiness of um and i know we were we were not going to talk uh, companions, but th- I have to I have to bring up stories of companions. H- how many times in Skyrim would you be on some adventure deep in a dungeon and then turn around and realize that your companion's no longer with you? Oh yeah, <laughs> and you yeah. probably accidentally murdered them with like a fireball or something. Yeah, and, and like you know right. at the beginning of the dungeon, and right like three hours ago. <laughs> right, and there's I never triggered this trap, and they've been stapled to a wall for forty five minutes. It's like whoops. <laughs> right, yeah. One of my favorite stories um, from just reading people posting stuff on Reddit years ago was somebody who um, they I don't remember what the specific details were, or which which NPC it was, but they had extremely bonded with this NPC. This. Was was their this was their companion of choice they had this own their own head canon and story for like why they were on these adventures together and what their relationship was and these kinds of things and lo and behold they accidentally murdered them 
and I guess something happened with the game where they couldn't load back to before it. So then they decided to drag the corpse of that person (laughs) (laughs) all the way back to the home city where they came from in order to give them like a burial, a proper burial. burial. So had spent like hours, not because you can't fast travel, you lose the body. Right. Right. Yeah. You lose the body. Yeah. Just, you know, using the physics in the game to drag (laughs) the corpse down, down like they were up in some some mountain you know cave somewhere all the way down a mountain all the way back you know fighting things along the way to keep the body safe and then you know take it back to the home where the person came from or whatever it was I, so I, funny. I wish i could remember the details but that's the kind of stuff that i is just like it's just amazing the fact that you can you can do that but it also is really silly you know it's not like yeah it's not like you're scooping up the body and holding it like you would a human body if you were carrying it while walking right. like you're, you're you're dragging it down the steps to, and the yeah, physics and are just physics in these games are ridiculous because it's just like oh you know I killed this skeever, and then the next thing you do is like, I'm gonna pick up the skeever, and I'm gonna knock all this stuff off the table right. with the skeever. Right. It's like you've got it by like one piece of its haunch, and you're just flailing it around. Right. Like, or you uh, pick up a coin, and somehow that triggers the physics for everything else on the table, and everything else just moves. On, yes. My favorite <laughs> physics mishap is Skyrim. I don't know if if, if you both have the Hearthfire, or if you mm-hmm. play the Hearthfire DLC. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a glitch on Xbox anyway. I don't know if it's on other systems, but sometimes when you walk in, just as soon as you walk in, everything like explodes. (laughs) Everything goes off the table. Yeah, it's like (laughs) it's like the physics kicks in and then everything (laughs) conflicts with everything else and it's (laughs) yeah. So I don't know it what the reasoning is, but I was always under the impression because I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like you go in and just everything explodes in all directions. (laughs) I think based on like it's load I, this was just what i always was under the impression of based on the load order it loaded in the items on the furniture but then loaded the furniture so mm. technically they're superimposed and because of the havoc engine it's just like crap it's all there right now boom and it's just like stuff flies in all directions <laughs> Welcome home. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Bob just Bob just mentioned in chat that he'll be here in ten minutes. Um, so here, let's let's bring it back around to other NPCs. I so I pulled up in anticipation of this. I uh, searched for just like best NPCs in Elder Scrolls games, and there's a list here in the top top tens website uh, of best NPCs in Skyrim. And I kind of just want to run down some of these with you guys and just get a sense of like. What like from a one to a ten? How would you vote this NPC? Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, no, I'm down. All right, and these are just these are just Skyrim. I couldn't find a big list including all of Elder Scrolls or Elder Scrolls Online or anything else like that. But just just real quick, we'll run through some Skyrim ones. So um, we're gonna start start number ten. I'm gonna go to one. So we have uh, Legate. Is it Legate? Is that the pronunciation? Legate. 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 Yeah. Okay. Legate Rick. Do you remember Legget Rick? Legget Rick. R I K K E. Rick. Yeah. Oh, oh. I think uh, her. I think technically her name is pronounced Ricka. Yeah. Ricka. Like, is it Ricka? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. So what is it? A one to ten on? Yeah. Just uh, do you remember? Do you care about this person? I, I, I remember. Would you rate them as... I actually, from what I remember, if it's who I'm thinking of, I think she's actually pretty cool. I think she was yeah. one of my preferred Imperials. If it's who I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. Yeah. So here's the description, just just for everybody. Uh, Legget Ricka. 
is the chief legate of the Imperial Legion under General Tullius. Rika is a Nord and believes strongly that Skyrim should be a part of the Empire. Um, I believe she's yep. the one you talked to at the beginning when you're yes when I you're sentenced to be beheaded. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. 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 No, I like her. Uh, she's actually yeah. This is exactly who I thought of actually. Yep. I I, I was going to say I she's like a strong seven or an eight. She was actually one of the people that I really liked um, with the Empire because I'm big into the Empire as. Uh, part of that i i don't believe skyrim is for the nords the skyrim is for the empire uh, <laughs> wow so just, just planting that flag down right there all right that flag down right, right now all right. Skyrim is for Old the Brick was a plant <laughs> oh frick was a thousand more plants <laughs> oh man now, we need to oh, have man. we need to have and maybe we should do this on the next one is have um empire versus uh <laughs> controversial opinion yeah yeah I was People could say, actually nope, eat it. Then Bob's throwing up his hands actually because of yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, podcast. Yeah. 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 The, the Thalmor are propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so, I, I would say a solid seven or an eight. She she was yeah. actually my one of my preferred uh characters in the Imperial Legion. I'd agree. I would also say probably seven or eight, just because I think her personality and like from a role play perspective, mm-hmm. she fits into that story very well. Uh, I don't know really how to elaborate more than that, but I think that fair. she just fits seamlessly into the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't seem like someone had a pet project and just threw her in, you okay. know, she yeah. fits in there. Yeah. Yep. So she was, she was 10 on the list. There are, there are others obviously beyond 10, but she was given 10th place. She seems okay. fitting. It seems right. like there's yeah. probably better ones, but sure, she seems sure. pretty pretty solid, right? Uh, so number nine, Mike the liar. Number oh, nine, man, NPC classic. classic. Yeah, we already man, talked about that's him. Pretty low for an NPC. I would have expected Mike to be higher than that. Yeah. So there, there's uh, there's eight more that are higher. So I, I was gonna say, well, okay, I would also have Mike rated pretty high because he's like. I'd be like offended if there was an Elder Scrolls game without Mike now that he's been established. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, for sure. But his, your interactions with him are very limited. He doesn't really suck. play into a major storyline. Um, you know, somebody like uh, Rika is yeah. part of, you know, the, one of the main forces in the game. You know, there's, there's yeah, a little he, bit more story going on on that side of things. It, yeah. It's just, he's so iconic at this point. So I man, I would I would have him as like a like a nine because he's just super super meaningful to just the series in general. Yeah, Kung Fu. What do you think? Yeah, I I would tend to agree. Uh, I think there are certainly characters that I think are are better as in more important maybe, but mm-hmm. uh, I think he's very iconic to the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, uh, that kind of humor uh, certainly. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to number eight here. They have listed, uh, and, and again, pronunciations, Mjol, Mjol, M-J-O-L-L, the lioness. Oh. Oh, Mjol, Mjol the lioness. Mjol, is that? Yep. Um, so, for reminder, uh, a Nord warrior, she traveled ta- uh, Tamriel exclusively and claims to be experienced and well-traveled as one can be. She and Aaron may be found in the Bee and Barb Inn wandering around Riften or in Aaron's house at night. She's, you know, very Nordy, has the blue face paint. Yeah, super Nordy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I remember her because I'm actually checking these people right just in case I don't remember them. I sure, remember her, sure. and I for some reason I remember wanting to like her more than I actually did. I actually, unless I'm mistaken, I think I actually sacrificed her to the uh, the you know you get a follower to go to the uh, post uh-huh. uh, for Boethius proving. Yeah, that yeah that did yeah I think I I think I hired her and put her on that. Oh so. wow. Right. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she made. I, I I feel like her dialogue annoyed me or something. I because I remember thinking she was going to be really cool, and then shortly thereafter being like, "Yeah, all right, we're all set here. We're we're done." Hmm. Okay. Kung Fu. Any thoughts on that one? Um. Not really. I'm not too familiar. Not too familiar. Yeah. So, some of these yeah. things are you know like either you played through those quests and you ran into that person or you didn't you know so mm-hmm. or they were just somebody in the background and you never paid attention to them. So, um. Yeah. I don't have a huge recollection of what she was about. Um. It says here that you know, I mean she's a potential marriage candidate. Uh. There oh, were. Right. Yeah. She was very much against the thieves guild. Um. She can be recruited into the blades. So oh, interesting. Yeah, there's some interesting wow, things really? you can you can do with her as a huh. character, which is cool yeah, maybe because maybe go back and play it and, well. Yeah, and, and yeah. Because I just I I don't remember her being as interesting as I thought she looked like she would be. Mm-hmm. Well, with the like Braveheart style face paint. Right, right. So number seven, we have Serana, and this is obviously a companion NPC, but yeah, we're talking NPCs in general at this point. So, what do you think about Serana? She, um, reminder, she was the vampire lady who you um, meet at the beginning of the expansion with all the I, vampire I stuff. I thought kind of um, even if her storyline was like a little bit of a trope, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if it was a little bit cliche or trite. I thought she was a great companion. Yep. Um, you know, like any companion, you get sick of hearing the same dialogue lines in the, in the background after <laughs> a while. Carry your burdens. But, yeah. But, but, her, but yeah. she, uh, she was pretty cool. Uh, I would, yeah, I'd rate her a nine. Yeah, I, I liked Serana as well. Um, partly for the meme value of anything I would kill, she would resurrect it no matter how inconvenient. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that was always pretty funny or it's, I tend to never play mages. So I'm up in combat like sword and shield or dual wielding or, and she's just whipping ice bolts at the back of my head. And I'm like, okay, seriously, <laughs> yeah. just a little better direction. But I, I, I like Serana, obviously not as much as some of the creepy fandom around Serana, but that's yeah. Welcome to the yeah, internet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Welcome to the internet. But no, I actually thought she was a pretty cool and her story is dark. Like, yeah, I, yeah. People, people like to, you know, latch onto different parts of this series for various things, but, and, and a lot of people like the, the vampire situation that's, that's going on even in ESO right now, but it's like, man, the concept behind vampires in elder schools is dark. And if you talk to her about her creation, it's like they cut it off because they didn't want like obviously an AO rating, but it was like, Ugh, this yeah. is grisly. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she, I thought she had like a, it, it like, like you said, uh, it, it is kind of tropey, but I thought it was like a good tropey. Like they did a good job yeah. with it. Yeah. She was also a, a bridge to identifying with the vampires potentially uh-huh. as more than just bad guys. Yes, and seeing them as equals bad. Yeah, seeing them as people. Yeah, she humanized them. Right, yep, certainly. Very much so. She, she definitely humanized them. Yeah, and I think that was smart. 
All right. Any other thoughts on her? No. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're she's the number. freaking awesome. She's freaking. <laughs> Bob's here. Bob, you're welcome to join us on camera, dude. Hey, Bob. I am going to pass on camera this time. <laughs> That's fine. That's Disheveled. fine. So uh, my post-work self, you know. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. So we're we're running through. Uh, I found a list of top ten Skyrim NPCs, and we're kind of running through, kind of just giving them our own ratings and seeing if they make sense in the in the places they were placed. Uh, we're okay. up to seven. So uh, ten was Legate Rika. If you remember her, she was the um, one of the. Um, you know, I I was listening Imperials. on my way home, and I was like, "Yeah, I have no idea." Who yeah, would you don't remember, <laughs> right? I remembered the Tullius, but I was like, uh, "Rick, no." Yeah, Tullius was. Uh, he's the voice actor, the guy that was on Battlestar. Um, oh, he was recently. He was recently in the news. Uh, the the older guy with the gray hair. I forget his name. The actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, he was also in New Vegas. He's the doctor that you meet at the beginning of New Vegas. Same same actor. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. Yep. yep. That's probably why it sounded familiar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same guy. Um, so 10 was 10 was Legate Rica. Nine was Mike the liar. Eight was uh, Mule the lioness. And then we were up to Serana. So number six on this list is Jarl Ulfric Stormcloak. Did you guys play it? Yeah, do you, <laughs> I can't get over it. I mean, I guess you probably either have like he's one of those guys that, like modern politicians, you either love or hate. <laughs> I like to dislike him, so <laughs> he he, he, he makes a good character for me to not want to support. Mm. Right, and I feel like especially now in today's atmosphere, if you go back and play Skyrim and you listen to some of the things that he's saying. This guy is a nationalist, <laughs> and it's it's pretty hard to like you know really identify with him because he's, I mean he's very exclusive by nature. The stormcloaks are like you know only the Nords are allowed here, <laughs> and then but beyond that, I mean I knew there was a reason why I didn't like him from a story perspective mm-hmm. um, for most of the game, and then like I think you can find it when you go through some Thalmor documents at the embassy, right? You can find that he actually was in correspondence with Thalmor. Or yeah, along those lines. without obviously going. Super this needs to be another episode rails. in the future. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. He he was captured after a pretty humiliating defeat, if I remember correctly, and uh, yeah, basically, it almost seemed like he was overcompensating by trying to be like, no, we we need to. I need to make something of myself because I got embarrassed before. Type of deal was what I always took it as. And then there's also what you were mentioned. There's the chance that it's like, okay, well, was he also planted there? Because I'm not mm. going to lie, causing civil war there really just undermining both opposing factions to the Thalmor and the Dominion. It's like, ugh, gross. Yeah, and we kind of talked about right. this a little bit with the with the Reachman recently too. Right. Um, and the question is, was he accepting foreign interference <laughs> to help the <this> yeah. campaign? <laughs> but from a not story perspective. Like from a breaking the fourth wall perspective uh-huh. for Ulfric, uh-huh. I thought his character was too static. I just I right. didn't like. I mean, the writing is the writing, and I I can't do better than that. So I'm not going to criticize that. But I thought he was too static, and I just thought he wasn't relatable. He wasn't really compelling as an antagonist mm. if you chose the Empire side. But if you didn't, if you chose Stormcloak, because I, I played both, he wasn't really compelling as a protagonist either. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so in in chat, uh, NetCWC says uh, Ulfric was kind of a Scottish rebel vibe, Jacobites or William Wallace. Yeah, the Jacobites are like a William yeah. Wallace. Yeah, k- kind of. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's uh, by the way, that- chat, uh, if you guys have any other NPCs that you think we should be calling out at the end of the episode, feel free to throw them in there, and we'll I'll try to pull them up as we get to the end of the end of the show. Um, so, at, at, would you consider this too high on the list for being six? I would. Too yeah. much credit. I mean, I mean obviously he's, he's an important he's, character, but he's an important he character. Is. Yeah, but yeah. Mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a good play. character, right? I, I like I said, I I think he makes like a a good like okay, he could be a solid enemy, or I guess if you are in favor of that, that's fine. Like, but yeah, he, he just. There's no way I would place him above my eek. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, like, I agree. Specifically, yeah, no it's I like agree. that's yeah, that seems weird to me. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um and this one I'm curious to hear your thoughts on. Number 5, Ayla the Huntress. And here's my question here. Badass and awesome character or eh, the internet just thinks she's hot. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Or maybe just a little bit of both. I feel <laughs> I like it's both. Say, I, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. she's super cool, but like, yeah, again, it's the internet. What what rule is it? Rule thirteen or 34. rule thirty four yeah. or something? Yeah. I have no idea. Whatever number rule it. But yeah, that aside, I, she's cool, but she was never like somebody I cared that that much about personally. It's the Fighters Guild wasn't super my th- or uh, the companions. The companions, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know, oh, yeah. My mistake. <laughs> they are kind of just the replacement for the Fighters Guild. Correct. In Skyrim, right. yeah. so. They're the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah they, they, she she never really. She kind of just blended into the group for for me, but she she seemed like a cool enough character. Yeah, I thought she was cool, but I think probably my aversion to the companions was like enough to make me think that she's not that awesome. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob, do you have any thoughts? Um, you know, on Alas in spe- like specifically, not really, but on the fact of the fighters guild and the companions, is, <laughs> you know, dog called me out on the last episode because I said the fighters guild of Skyrim. Was the companions. <laughs> it's not, it's not exactly what it is. It's like, it's, oh it God. kind of, it kind of is. It, it, it kind of is. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, if but you want to get all technical, it's technically not. But oh, of course, yeah, no, it is definitely it not, is. but it kind of <laughs> is still kind of, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at killing rats or not killing rats for one of your intro quests, but I'm just saying they have one strong similarity and it involves rats for your intro yeah. quests. Uh-huh. And like, uh-huh. I don't, I don't mean to pull it back to Morrowind again, but I was surprised about the fighter skill of Morrowind that it is so different than the fighters guild in oblivion and the companions where the companions in skyrim and the the fighters guild and oblivion yeah they're like mercenaries but they're not that sketchy right (laughs) yeah 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 they're very sketchy yeah (laughs) well they are everything much of a everything in morrowind is pretty sketchy (laughs) (laughs) that's a fair that's a fair (laughs) point (laughs) there's so much of the unreliable thing going on mm-hmm. with the quest givers in Morwen for the Fighters Guild that if you go to other Fighters Guild quest givers, there's multiple, sometimes they'll tell you to not even listen to that quest because it's not legit. Yeah. 
that's yeah, cool that's cool Mor- morrowind is very unique that that is definitely i think game design of a different era where they put tons and tons of effort and writing into things they expected you not to find it's like no you're gonna find this or you're gonna find this unless you play this multiple times you're not finding both of these and that's not yeah super a thing because that's so many resources like spent on things you're like yeah there's just this random cave and it's gonna have this neat little snippet and it's just like okay well how many people are gonna go in that cave most people don't even finish games let alone just arbitrarily explore this cave next to this rock and i'm a completionist so that drives me up a wall Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh Yeah. yeah 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 it's a very different philosophy to game design now for sure. Um, okay, so maybe ale is a little too high on the list. I think it's kind I, of what we're getting yeah. here. Yeah, okay. I would. Yeah, I would All right. bump her down. So number four, I think he's another one of those love him or hate him characters. Cicero. Oh, oh I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Oh, but but so isn't weird. but don't you just love to hate him? Isn't he oh just terrible? God. In a I like, definitely oh. enjoyed hating him. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the way the way he talks, like a almost like a Joker knockoff. Oh, <laughs> no, he do this with his voice, and then he's oh, oh, the so night crazy. mother. <laughs> that thing, mother. yeah, <laughs> mother. Oh. Oh, he would like that the whole time. The yeah. whole time, dude. Yeah, the whole time. I was very shocked to find out that when our daughter played through that that was her favorite companion. I was like, no wait, way. what? Oh, you kept really? him with you? And she was like, oh, I just love his, his dialogue. And I was like, you are insane. Oh, wow. No, I would have that behind like townsperson number three in Daggerfall. Like they couldn't be farther down on my list. <laughs> I actually like him from <laughs> We got a couple people it seems so, like that like I actually Cicero. like him from the fact like just because he's so out there. <laughs> he's so he's out there and he's memorable. He's oh, yeah. super he's memorable. Oh yeah. Um I think that's like don't get me wrong, I would ne- if he were or if I were in the game, I would <laughs> never want to spend more than thirty seconds alone with him. <laughs> right <laughs> even maybe three seconds actually but you know he's still uh so out there and the writing for him is so good and the voice acting is also just amazing right um mm-hmm. that i think he's indispensable as a character his um his journal when he was uh on, on the uh the trip to the area mm-hmm. is super neat because it's just like you know day whatever and then day whatever and that's how it it does jumps in days the way they write books and that that's the thing is like uh his descent into madness in his own journal if you read it is really amusing because he starts totally normal and by the time he's reaching skyrim it's like wow this dude has no semblance of sanity whatsoever left i was gonna say that it was like you know it was so, so tragic and you're like it's very amusing oh yeah <laughs> they're the same thing they're just two two sides of the same coin right I, I, comedically tragic i guess right <laughs> So, yeah. so he's like one of those theater clowns. He's crying, <laughs> but he's also a clown or whatever it is. Right, right. You laugh because he's sad. 
<laughs> oh, dark humor. All right. Well, hey, tell you what, we're gonna we're all, we're up to the, the top three here, and then I also want to give Bob some chance at the end to kind of share any of his favorite NPCs that he wants to call out. But um, let's let's quickly do the middle of the show in order to do that thing. And uh, because this is a, a not a normal episode, we have a dragon sound all of a sudden. Skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Well, thank you guys for joining us again for the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And thank you to our patrons, not just the ones who can join us on this episode today, but all of our patrons who help support the show. It really means a lot. And it helps me get closer and closer and closer to making this a full-time thing. So if that's something that you would like to consider doing in order to make sure that I can keep doing the show, then please check out patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check out all the different tiers and the kinds of things that you can get for them, including ad-free episodes and tier four members are able to join us at the end of every month in order to come chat with me and Lotus about all this fun stuff that we love so much. So go check that out. Also, this show is brought to you by our network sponsors, including um, sponsors like uh, audiobooks.com, where you can get three free audiobooks just for clicking the link in the show notes and signing up and, and you can pick out whatever books you want. And Lotus and I have talked about this on previous episodes. There's lots of good stuff. Pretty much everything we've looked up is on there. So if you're into audiobooks, if you're into listening stuff while in the car, or working out or at work or whatever go check that out it's really easy to get set up get your books and you don't even have to pay anything so easy peasy all right let's get back to the rest of the show yes yes you're entirely brilliant conquering madness and all that blah 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 man that um 
that dialogue right there was perfectly timed because Sheogorath is number three on our list. <laughs> so I, I'm sure this is probably was probably in the back of your minds when you're thinking about this, like who is going to be in the top three. Do you think Sheogorath is worth being in the top three? As a Skyrim character, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, as a Skyrim character, I, I agree. He doesn't belong in the top three. But if we were talking about Oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has an entire expansion based around yeah. him and the stuff going on in Oblivion. So obviously that's uh, a much bigger piece of his lore and his character. But you, you, you don't think there's enough in Skyrim to make him a top three character? I mean, there's that like interesting theory of how the, you know, hero of Kvatch, um could like technically mantle Sheagora. So mm-hmm. like, it, are you talking to the hero of Kvatch and like, yeah. Skyrim as Sheagora? So that like in itself is a very interesting thing. I don't know if it gives it like, I personally, I don't even think I remember Sheogar's quest in Skyrim, so... Ugh. Oh, you it's definitely, you get the Wabajack, you yeah, definitely... Yeah, yeah, I remember the Wabajack. Pelagius' self, where he's got self-doubt, yes. and you're in that weird realm, and you've got to fight the... There's the little version of him fighting the big version. You have to keep mm-hmm. wabajacking him. Okay, making, yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, wabajacking. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. I don't make the rules. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to do, Tony, tonight? What do you want to do? Maybe we have some, some wabajacking. <laughs> Oh, honey. Mm, spicy. Um, uh, my ass, so, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I'm not in the mood. I just want to watch my shows. <laughs> so, I um, This is going to be a spicy take. I, I think Shiagorath is, like, hyper overrated. Um, I like his character, but, like, the meme value of him is really what puts him as, like, so many people's favorites. The thing with the cheese and all the... Um, yeah. Yeah, and and he's wacky and crazy. Like Cicero's wacky he's, and crazy, or like so, uh, it makes him stand yeah. out, right? But in in Skyrim, to to your point, it's it's not nearly as memorable as he was in Oblivion with his Shivering Isles expansion and that whole story with the Grey March. I thought was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, being the Skuma Cat is kind of his 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 bits of being the Skuma Cat in uh, the Elsewhere expansion was kind of interesting in ESO. But um, honestly, that I was think pure I, yeah, that that was that was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie, especially with the like without spoiling it, it involves a ball of yarn, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my favorite and this is going to be like super esoteric as like 40 people probably have the the <laughs> Legends card game story with him. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Probably the best version of it. I didn't play through that. Yeah. I've played I, through not, parts of it. Have you? He's not mm-hmm. funny. It's the insane side of him oh. for a change. And it's, it's sinister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's like yeah. really dark, really fast. It was like, good Lord, this is not the goofy, jovial version of him. It's like, oh, you're you're actually nuts. Like, yikes. Well, he, he says things that are crazy, but rarely in the mainline games do you actually see him follow through with them. So he'll right. say it things like, wacky, bit. wacky thing, and then he'll go into his dark face and he'll go, or I'll just tear all the flesh from your body. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that got really dark. But then yeah. you come to learn that, like, hmm, he's not really going to do that stuff. Things are going to work out right. for me in this world. And so he, he seems like he's all talk. Right. right. And then, oh, cheese joke again. But but mm-hmm. yeah, that side of him I, is 
if that shows up more in the games like would make things balance out a little bit more and then then there's the that feeling of nervousness when you talk to him about like this i don't know if i should laugh or if i should run away this is actually <laughs> frightening because right. there is a very good chance he's going to try to skin me alive you know like yes um and that's much more shown in the legend storyline which is why well, i kind of like that because it was the 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 darker side of that insanity. I mean, if you read some of the books, like the accounts of madness and stuff like that, some of those stories is like, okay, this dude is messed up and that's not portrayed the same way that it is in the games. Usually they go with the more jokey atmosphere than the crazy atmosphere. Yeah. 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 And just as I know, the artwork in legends. Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Him on, on what is it on a throne? Like holding the, uh, Is that a Wabajack or he's holding something in his hand? Uh, a skull. He looks like so, the, the Leoric pose from Shakespeare. Um, this is pretty off topic. Well, actually not because it relates to the art, but it's it's one of the few things that I always love to bring up is um, I actually can put it in chat for anybody who's here as well as um, if you ever see my profile pictures on things, um, all of my channel artwork uh, for my Twitch was done by one of the legends artists actually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, he, he actually was under NDA when I asked him to do it. So he just was like, Oh yeah, I totally can do this. And I was like, Oh great. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been practicing a lot, but he couldn't say why. And then after legends launched, he was like, yeah, so this is my card. This is my UI edition. I was like, Dude, that's amazing. He's like, yeah, why do you think I'm so adept at drawing Hermes more? I had to do it like thousands of times. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so probably a little too high on this list for Skyrim specifically. <laughs> yeah, for Skyrim yeah, specifically, for Skyrim. I'd say that's his weakest entry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we are, number two, Jarl Bal- Balgriff. The um, Jarl of, uh, what is it, Whiterun? Yep, Yarl of yeah. with yep. the dancing. Gift. Yeah, everyone sit every like day. sit like a Yarl. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every time. time I, I all think of them. Of I think of the game poops. Those mm. uh, videos. If you guys have ever seen them, they're really funny. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So yeah, he's he's pretty great. I mean, he is what I think of when I'm thinking of Yarls in in Skyrim. Yeah. Traditionally, he's the first one you meet. Yeah. He's the yeah. He's the first one you meet, and it's just like yeah. You are like the template for what I expect from this, right? And I, the, what is with the Jarl sitting pose? All of them do it. It's the same exact sit. It's the like lean back. You it's, know? A, it's a powerful. You know, yep. it's, way yeah. to sit. right. Everyone it's else sits good. up. Like everybody oh, else sits on a chair, and they do like the sitting up thing yeah. with a straight back, and they're sitting there and they're looking at each other like they're in a board meeting and they don't want to be called out. You know, yeah. <laughs> but like the Yarls like <laughs> are the ones who are like super relaxed. Right, they're like Bender from Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you think he deserves a number two? No, I don't think. He, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he he's pretty cool as a Jarl, but I, I mean, like, I don't know if I'd put him as number two. Like, what it. number was Serana? Like, yeah, Serana was seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, she wow. should. She should be up the list. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, Gorgeous could probably draw. We could probably switch Shogarth and Serana. I mean, 
Yeah. But yeah, Ball group. I mean, like he is like a staple of Skyrim. Like Lotus was saying, like yeah, yeah, I could see top five, but not two. But when you think Yarl, you think him. Like that's the image. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very definitive of uh, like of the mood of the world. Um, mm-hmm. He ties into the main quest line, the stuff that happens at Whiterun. Um, he's one of the first uh, powerful people to acknowledge your importance in the in the main quest line. He's got he's got important roles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, yeah, maybe he goes down a little bit too. Maybe Mike moves up a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, Mike Serana. and Serana, I feel like get short end of this list here right now. They're, they're the two notable ones, and I'm like, yeah, they, we brought them up way too early, right? Right. All right. So number one, we're all the way at number one. And I think maybe this one makes sense. Parthernax. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. talking badass yeah. dragon dude who is obviously key to the story. So um, I got to ask, did, did anyone choose to kill him? I was going to ask the same thing. Oh. You are oh. a monster. <laughs> absolutely not. right like you know nothing against you if you did but we're also not going to be friends yeah exactly <laughs> so right. not you. in my first playthrough you, you do it just to see yeah. what it was oh yeah yeah i mean yeah just i was the, like when i play skyrim it, it was like i have to do every little possible scenario of everything yeah. So, and then, you know, of course the game usually doesn't let you do that because it will break at some point. So, you know, you just got to keep your fingers crossed, but I definitely remember Parthenax at some point, but I remember the first time being like, man, I kind of feel like I should, but I'm torn and I'm not going to. Yeah. I like the blades, but their, their dedication to like, all right, cool. He helped us now let's kill him. I'm like, yo, that was a weird change of opinion here real quick. Like, <laughs> right. I think we would have won this last fight if it wasn't for why do we, why do we need to turn him into a rug? That seems weird. So yeah. Also he'd be a really stiff rug. Yeah. I, I, I not very can't soft. imagine he'd be very absorbent either. <laughs> no, no. You'd stub your toe on him when you walk through the living room. Yeah. You'd be like, ow, dragon scales. Ow, dragon scales. Good as a rug. So, like, really, you're just killing him to be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so he also has the quote about uh, um, overcoming your own nature. Is it better to be born good or over? Isn't it something like that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, um, that's like one of the most famous quotes. I was going to say I can't remember the exact wording of it, but yeah, is is it better to be born good or overcome your uh, your evil nature nature through through years of of effort or something something like that? The equivalent is something like that. Like which is better? And the the idea here is like no, that's actually pretty awesome. Like like you you were born evil and you decided to shed that and make yourself something that you originally didn't begin as um which i think is inspirational you know like i mean human none of us are born evil as humans it's not like we live in a black and white universe where good there's good people and bad people but we're all born human right with our limitations and you know the difficulties of the you know our upbringing and the situations that we we're born into and the things that we're taught as children or modeled by our parents as children whether those things are good or bad and then we all have our own struggles and to be able to overcome those struggles through great effort i think it's a great effort yeah. was in there somewhere yeah is it the actual quote was what is better to be born don't put an ad on my screen i will destroy you uh what is better to be born good or to overcome your evil nature through great effort through great effort right yeah and i think that's 
I, I think that's a really deep thing. I mean, you know, go talk to Aramithius. There's a lot of interesting philosophy and, and things in these games. And I think that that's yeah. a really cool, really cool quote and a really yeah, cool direction for a character. Cool. Um, plus, I just love how character development. Is. Yeah, he's he's just such a like Zen character up there, which I, I love. I, I, he's uh, so cool. His his quote that that uh, we were just talking about kind of reminds me, and I'm not sure if this reference is going to land or or go uh, you know way off to the side. And no one's going to get it. But at the end of a Tale of Two Cities, uh, the ending quote I forget the character's name, but he's the, he's the tax collector, and he says, you know, it's a far far better thing that I do now than anything I've ever done. And it's a far, far better rest that I go to now than any I've ever known. I know what you're talking about. And it's kind of like the completion of his arc, mm-hmm. which is redemption in and of itself. Right. You know, that right. he wasn't proud of his life, but now he's 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 doing something that he can finally be proud of. Yeah, and which gives him worth peace. something in the end. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's I awesome. Mean, that was like super inspirational and all that stuff that you guys were just talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> let me just, you know tear all that apart i'm just kidding but <laughs> i have lips and it doesn't make i was sense under the impression that he was now. he was forced at first right to help by kind uh well i i've had some debate on this so he was like a a pretty brutal uh like sub general yeah, oh, he was why? killing. He, he, you yeah, know, he, he was hard. He was going hard, man. He was going hard. <laughs> and I was going hard. Yeah, he was. He and was. The thing was, I, I think of, I, I don't remember whether it was like intervention that made him do it or if it kind of got to the point where it was like, okay, like what, what are we even doing here? And the like extreme lust for power that, uh, Alduin was having I thought was starting to be like a turnoff to him or something like that and then it just kind of he leaned in the other direction but I I don't was there like a divine reason that he did it too yeah this this needs to go on our list of things to dig into so we're not so we're not just like remembering things from five years ago trying to go this is not too bad I looked it up (laughs) and it's just like it's the Nordic legend is that Kain intervened, but he claims oh, okay. that it was Alduin's false claim of godhood. So it's kind of one of those like, mm. who who really knows, okay. you know? So unreliable narrator version of what we've literally just stumbled into through. <laughs> yeah. Bro, don't kill Pretty these much. people. <laughs> right, yeah. Either way, Parthenax, along with several other dragons, betrayed their former master and taught mankind to use the Thum. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah, we should do an episode on dragons and all that stuff, too. That's, there's sure. so many things to talk about every every time yeah, we, sure. we go over this stuff. So, all right. So let's wrap this up. I think I think Parthenex is probably a solid number one. I, I'm fine with him being number one. That If you're going to pick yeah. somebody from that game to be number one. It, Outside of just, like, the Dragonborn yeah, himself. Me. I mean, right? <laughs> but, yeah. but, but he's not an NPC, right? This NPC, is an NPC. I don't, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. He is literally a PC. He is the PC. <laughs> the PC. <laughs> and he has all, whatever personality you give him because you're the one making the choices. So. <laughs> um, there, it's kind of funny. There's a few characters that I'm surprised. Like, I like Leggett Rickett, or how, however you mm-hmm. want to pronounce her, her name. Like, she's a cool character, but, like, really, we didn't get... Brynjolf up there or or like yeah Brynjolf is 12 uh Hadver is 11 um Brynwin is 13 General Tullius is 14 um Jizargo 16 
Farkas is 18. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're all in here. Astrid, 24. Oh yeah, Astrid. Oh, Astrid's cool. Heimsker. <laughs> Heimsker, the the guy who's preaching about um, Talos in White Run. Oh, He's that's like that standing guy, yeah. there preaching to everybody as he walked by. Oh my god, I forgot about that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, these are all voted on. So these are just the ones that people on the internet voted highest. So gotcha. <laughs> Seems they like voted was... Serana that low. Oh my well, god. What's the right? name of the uh, the intended in a line? That uh, antagonist in what? You broke up. College of uh, Winterhold. Oh, um, the the bad guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one who tries to take all the power. Yeah, um, I thought Artano? he was a pretty good. Uh, Artano, villain. that was it. Yes, Artano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was interesting. Um, no, even the old the old wizard, the the guy yeah, that's the running the college. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, at this point, I think it's pretty universal in chat that we've started a Nazim rebellion where Nazim and the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> Nazim is the one true king, says Crystal. <laughs> Crystal's always trying to find the thing to say that is going to be least popular in chat. And I think he found it. I think he found I it. I was going to say, this, this is going off real well because I'm all about Nazim's awesome. He, he's just got, oh man, he's a, he's a, I don't even like the Dark Brotherhood. I, I had, there was a recent post on Twitter where, where it was like post, uh, what was it? I think I think you even responded how much you like the Dark Brotherhood, but it's like post an unpopular opinion. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I ripped on yeah. the Dark Brotherhood, but right. no ripping on Nazim. He's, no. he's cool. Astrid no ripping cool rip on Nazim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hey, you know what, Bob? We never got to uh, hear who your favorite NPC is, and this doesn't just have to be Skyrim. This is just the list that I happen to found to, to discuss. Um, but do you have a favorite NPC? It can be from Elder Scrolls Online. It can be from any of the other Elder Scrolls games. So I have a, I have a few I'm going to toss in really quick and I will try to get not too spoilery. It is all ESO stuff. Um, two sets of NPCs very specifically um, from the Merkmire DLC. If you guys have ever done wow, very that storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the two Argonians that you deal with throughout the entirety of it, Zucas and Jaxic Orn are just amazingly written both of them their stories are so awesome and it's really like i feel like that quest line in itself probably drags you into like those characters almost more than anything else in elder scrolls and and that could be saying a lot because some of the characters you're really with for a long time but yeah. Um, you know, like I said, trying not to get too, you know. Yeah, that's probably something a lot of people it. haven't played all the way yeah, through. Go, go play it, through it. I mean, I mean if you really weird, want a, a glimpse into Argonian life and. Um, it is so well written. Like, it's yeah. really good. And um, you really get to see, like, because, you know, when you think Argonians, it's like, oh, they're, they're Argonians over there. But when you get into it and you're like, oh, OK, so, you know, they have subcultures and all this different stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get to learn all about the Bright Throats and then you get to go and learn yeah. all about the uh, Deadwater tribe. Right. And, and the hatching just, and the connection to the hiss. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Just super well written. And those two uh, in particular, you really just get a good um, relationship with and you get to, you know, do Mm -hmm. do some really cool stuff with. And then. um, So those two are really awesome. And these two, the next two are my probably my favorite, like these uh, characters stuck with me a lot. 
and Elder Scrolls Online, which is saying a lot because usually I'll like for me, I do stories and it's like it's in one year out the other year. You're like, yeah, this is taken away I'm from my PvP so time. Much. <laughs> exactly. Right. I'm playing so much for the next <laughs> like two months, like waiting for the next DLC. I'm like, oh yeah, like what happened in the, that last one? Crap, I got to remember. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who's this but, really tall lady again with yeah. an axe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, the, in Southern Elsewhere, though, you get introduced to Zaji and Kaska, and those two Kaji are amazing they are the reason trying to remember them zaji i'm so bad with names they are the pirates man they run the ship oh oh yeah 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 the pirate ones yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep you got the uh centrot casca who's just like you know always harping on everything zaji does because he's just Uh the screw-up goofball captain of the ship and uh oh my god those two characters resonated with me so much oh those wacky guys uh, they just crack me up (laughs) because it's like you got the one guy who's just totally always screwing everything up and casca is always cleaning up after him and she knows it too and so and she even tells him how stupid the stuff he's doing is sometimes i'm gonna do it anyways man i'm zaji this is what i do (laughs) i'm zaji yeah yeah So, awesome. yeah, those I are some good love takes. those characters. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of support that, um, I actually was super lukewarm on Mark Meyer until I met Jaxic Orn and um, Zukas. Like that, mm-hmm. that literally, that went for me, uh, one that I was like, oh, I'm really curious to see this region. And I was kind of like, okay, this is all right. Once their stories got going, I was like, wow, I love this DLC. And yeah. I understand by the fact that it's woefully underappreciated. Yeah, I think there's just kind of an assumption that like, uh, it's just going to be Argonians and Argonians are kind of one note, you know, and <laughs> you're just going to get a lot of this as you walk around talking to lizard people. But there's, I mean, you're right. There is a lot of really interesting character development. There's um, good characters. There are characters that, uh, even just some of the the distinction between the Argonians who grew up in the area and the ones who don't, yeah, like that stuff plays into it. The culture, like, there's a lot going on in that, in just that quest line, for sure. <laughs> Tuttle power in chat says Argonians are not one note blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's my point. Is they're not, but there's that. I think that if you hadn't played through some of that stuff and you just see, you know, an occasional Argonian in the town talking like this, that that might be your assumption is that there's just not that much there. But there really is Tuttle power, huh? I wonder who that could what be. <laughs> it's probably a Ninja Turtle fan. That's my guess. Most likely. Most likely. Um, um, cool. Yeah, well, guys, this has been awesome. Uh, the the I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, we've gone pretty long. It's time to kind of wrap this up, but just as a last minute thing, because we kind of pulled things back to ESO, uh, mm-hmm. the other things that I were th- was thinking about was the main original quest line, those main characters, uh, you know, Lyris and, um, uh, how, well, the, uh, his name falls out of my ah names are falling out of my brain. Sai Sahan and uh, Abner Tharn and Manny Marco and uh, do you guys have any thoughts on any of those main those main characters because they do reoccur throughout some of the expansions and um, in my opinion I think Manny Marco is actually a really cool villain. Uh, oh yeah, he starts out as a little. You know, kind of like we mentioned on some of these other characters, a little rote, you know, like, oh, the high elf who thinks he's more powerful than everyone else and just wants to ascend to power, blah, 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 blah. But he shows up in 
I mean, he shows up throughout the timeline in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. He carries many hats. He's constantly got an interesting scheme going on. He's trying to ascend to godhood. You know, like there's there's some cool stuff going on with him as a like major villain. Yeah, he, I, he tried to outdo the god of schemes. Right. Like, yeah, that's I pretty mean, high. God, that's what yeah. are you thinking, dude? Like, come on, like the guy. That's a goal right there. He's, yeah, it is certainly a goal. But I mean, when your entire existence is based around out scheming people, be like, you know who I'm gonna out scheme? <laughs> this guy. He's the one. I mean, you're setting the bar like, right there. You're like, eh, yeah, whatever. I can pull one over on Tharn. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You know, I'm gonna take on Molek Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh lo- lofty goals aiming high as crystal king puts aiming that's, high yeah i love man and marco because i've never heard uh abner tharn be such a dog to anyone else <laughs> like he's just a lab dog he's <laughs> like oh man and marco don't don't hurt me and then he betrays him and he's like oh yeah i'm so cool man i was always gonna betray you and man and Marco's like, ah, oh, man, I don't care, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need a retelling. We need the Bob's retelling of all the stories in ESO. That's what we should do. We we got to do a retelling, and we'll all just casually do it as if it's <laughs> oh, a man. character. I don't care, <laughs> dude. I don't even I don't even care, man. Like well, this is fine, whatever. It's, uh, it's cool, man. You, you guys suck. You go, you go you go over to your little cavern over there. You guys are in. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are go back to your cave yeah <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think about any of the other uh companions i think varian aquilarius is probably the least popular of the group right yes um, um i i without spoiling anything i mean granted it's it's been out for a long time but i still won't spoil anything um i personally because of a choice i made in the main campaign think that sai sahan is the coolest which is um he's he's pretty cool yeah, he, cool he was. I, I, he didn't. I he, he, did, he didn't break. He. That's what I mean. It's like, man, that like, is hardcore. You are being tortured uh, by Manny Marco, basically in oblivion. And well, it does does remind me? Does Molek Ball has got a hand in that? Yeah, he's oh, got yeah. a hand in that too, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. So <laughs> right, okay, because that's that's before he betrays Molek Ball, and Molek Ball knows that he's scheming against him. Yeah, they were um, wabajacking him for right. a long time. <laughs> they were, they were, and Abner Thorne is there at that point torturing him. Oh yeah, so. like so he's dealing with the, like the absolute worst torture you probably could be inflicted on a mortal, and he doesn't break. That's that's pretty badass. Yeah, that's why he he was out, out of the companions. He, I, I mean, Lyris is really cool too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I like her character, but yeah, it's Sai Sahan was. I like was that my she's favorite. tough but reasonable. Yes, she's like yeah. she's staunch and she's sure of herself. But when presented with evidence, like even the most recent expansion, which I I I would ruin it for Lotus if I explain some of the stuff that happens. She, you know, when she runs <laughs> up against things that she doesn't expect, she there's dialogue where she goes, "Wow, I you know what? I didn't expect that. That sucks. Yeah. But now we need to do this instead. So here we go. Um, yeah, she's know, not just like a bulldozer, just right. smash all things. Right, right. You know, like with her coming back this year, I I kind of felt like. I like I like I don't want to spoil anything too, so I'm just gonna be super vague right now. But I kind of felt like I was expecting her to be a little bit more or less one dimensional. She was just it was just kind of like you see her and she's like, "All right, you're fighting, cool. I'll see you later." <laughs> yeah, there's, the there's a good bit about that. Um, I liked her yeah. uh, connection to um, who's the vampire guy. 
uh, what's his name? Finn. 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 Yeah, yeah. Finn. Um, that, that that dynamic, the way that grows over time, yeah, is cool. Because mm-hmm. yeah, um, she doesn't trust him at all at first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also uh, am a vampire and play through it as a vampire. So it was me and another <laughs> vampire and her, and that comes through in the dialogue. And she's like, "Oh, okay." So I think at one point she even says something like, uh, "Who would have expected me and two vampires in order to like working to save Skyrim or something like that?" Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's kind of a side dynamic that can occur with that, I believe. Yep. Um, I will jump in and say, though, I don't know if uh, you guys have really or anyone has actually like uh, done some reading on Varen's rise to power. But he was actually a very impressive dude. Like, you know, yeah, we talked about that on the the, uh, Longhouse Emperor's episode Mm -hmm. a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, He was a duke and he. uh, yeah, he responded. Man, just yep. really badass dude. And then um, the whole like big wall in Kavach, it's like Varen's wall. He built, you know, oh, yes, yes, thing yes. to yep. defend the uh, Empire. Yeah. I don't know. There's some cool stuff, but he definitely messed up, you know. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think he had probably good. I mean, there were selfish he intentions. Had good intentions. He had good. selfish, but for the yeah. most part, for the most part, he was I mean, trying to do the general good thing, you know. I th- yeah, uh, you can't fault somebody just because they get something out of doing something good that it's not good. I think well, that it, there would have been good Marco things. Marco could have been like telling him, you know, hey man, you know, sure. this would be pretty cool if you did this. I think it would right. make you like You'll the protect best the realm. Emperor. You'll be able to protect yeah. the realm because the you know the real emperor will be back on the seat. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can yeah, see that. but like rarely do you have like even the best rulers rarely are you going to get to the position where you can rule without some degree of ambition and sure yeah even when doing it for a benevolent reason you have to have some selfish means to get there because very rarely are people just going to be like yeah this dude just promote give him everything he wants all the time that's fine it'll probably work itself out it's like no (laughs) usually you 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 fight for the power and then try to do something good yeah you have to vouch for yourself at least to a certain amount all right so final thing abner tharn total douche or or is his is he is his douchiness justified because he really is pretty smart powerful i was hoping for like a douche scale like total douche Douche scale all right so like minimal douchosity right all right so yeah let's let's use that Total douche, that's like a 10, right? Moderate douche is like a 5. Okay. Minimal douche, obviously he's not a minimal douche. He's got some douche in it. But is he, <laughs> is he like justified? Is his douchiness... He's still on the douche chart no matter what. Still, he's just... definitely on the douche chart. But is his, is his douchiness... <laughs> the words, the word... <laughs> You're going to wabajack him, his douchiness. Is, is his douchiness justified? Or is no. it still just not? Without too much spoilers. <sighs> Well, he tortured Queen Irene, so, you know, right there, off the rip. Pretty douchey, right? (laughs) That's pretty douchey, Pretty douchey. Like, I know Lotus hates Queen Irene, but... Oh, wait, we're on the page that that's not good. Ooh, all right. Majestic queen elf of her people, and this imperial dude's like, Oh man, you're out, like, touring Cyrodiil. Like, I'm going to capture you and, you know... (laughs) torture you like okay cool dude pretty douchey greater good (laughs) but what about what about with the events of elsewhere it was his fault i mean was his fault (laughs) but But he stands up against his sister who's like clearly higher on the douche scale 
Oh yeah, she's. But his almost... fa- their family, and then his daughter is out there like, ah, the eldest girl is mine. Like, oh you got the whole family running yeah, around, he's and he's like the kingpin, the imperial chancellor up yeah. here. Just well, like, and, he, and oh. he came, and he comes like traditionally from a very douchey family. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of the do. best of the group. He's got to uh, get some credit for that, right? So if I'm being honest, diamond. I mean, <laughs> who knows what he's trying to do with that thing? If I'm being honest with you guys, I haven't played ESO since like, oh man, it must have been like 2013, so 2014. Uh-huh. Like okay, I beta so tested. Oh, okay, and so then, you only get the base level of what yeah, Abnathar like, has done. Oh, <laughs> I've never yeah. played any of the DLC. I've actually since it's on Game Pass now. Mm-hmm. And I've actually redone it because I had it on computer, but I never Xbox. But I have it on yeah. GamePad, and so I've been trying to get back into it with my girlfriend because okay. that's not one that's of those good, games yeah. where you can just like. At least I don't think I could sit down and just solo a lot of things. You know, like yeah, I'd really have a to lot push of people, my stuff. Yeah. I like I, I like to play through the story stuff solo. I, I do too, but true. I think that's more of a minority thing. I think Probably. most people don't really do that too much unless they just burn through it like actually the story of it. it's hard to do with a group sometimes because it's oh, like you know mm-hmm. you want to do do it and get it over or you want to or you want to sit and read it and the other people are already moving on to the next part of the yep. quest and you're like oh right. yeah yeah that's the hardest doing it with your girl is that's a great way to do it honestly yeah so what are your thoughts so far yeah. have you how far have you gotten into it so the farthest that i got was i had a character that's level 30 i think so and that one was mm-hmm. like played from the beginning i had no idea like i <laughs> i don't play mmos so mm-hmm. i chose templar i was like this sounds good <laughs> and yeah, then i just decided that i would put all my points in stamina so you know like That's i legit. i lost interest um i can't remember when that i think i lost interest when fallout 4 and so when okay. fallout 4 came out mm-hmm. if i have the timeline right in my head i just was like all about fall after that and then didn't play it at all. But now that I'm picking it back up, it looks like so much has changed. Like so oh, yeah. much has been built yes. upon and improved and oh, changed. Yes. And when you and were like, playing it originally, it, that level 30 something probably took you, I don't know, 80, oh. hours to just yeah. get to. And you only got pieces of the storyline as you had to do all the other quests in the area in order to try to level up in order to move to the next area. Yeah. It's completely uh, different now. You can just run the quest and get through the quest line yep. and just, um, wow, really? yeah, yeah. So, scaled to you too. So you never have to go like, you're never yeah. unintentionally out leveled yeah. by something. It's all scaled as if it was a single player game. So you can just be like, I want to do this story and the things will awesome. stay in a proportion to you. Right. So if you know what you're doing, you're good to go regardless of what you're fighting. It's it's just based on you connected to your character, which if you're playing a Stamplar, you're in a really good position. Yeah, as the Stamplar is going to so. be, be easy to run through the quest as a Stamplar. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing is, <laughs> the other thing is that uh, <laughs> even if you're just, even if you're listening to all the dialogue, which is all voice acted, of course, um, you can mainline the main quest and I don't know what the official time is, but f- yeah, I think 15 I, hours? I think and just kind of get through it as much as I could when I could. So right. I remember, mm-hmm. like, when you were talking about with Sai Sahan being tortured. For some reason, I remember that. Maybe it's yeah, most memory, but yeah, it's pretty early on as you're kind of reacquiring the companions back to your group. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I think I finished as much as I could back then. And man, I was like super into it there for a little while. I ran a clan or a guild and it had like 180 people in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got to be so much just maintaining it. And like mm-hmm. we did a raffle. I remember that. We did a raffle organize it and then yeah. putting out the announcements and everything and Dude, if, so you're, job. if you're jumping back into pc feel free to join us and play with us in, in the guild and if you want to help i mean i'd even love help doing guild events and running that stuff lincoln usually handles that stuff he's been a little bit busy with school and some other things so yeah i'd, I'd love to keep doing more of that stuff so if you're looking for other people to play with and help you get through the quests and help you understand how to build your character you know any of us yeah, here awesome. would be awesome. Yeah. We'd be happy to do that. So, okay, so let's let's wrap this up. Abner Tharn, justified douche, total douche, completely unjustified douche. Like, where are we at? One thousand on the scale. One thousand. Remember, off the charts douche. From what I remember, unmitigated douche. Unmitigated yeah, I was douche. Say, you're in the story where he's an unmitigated douche yes. for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I say he lowers down to just moderate level. Moderate douche. Uh, kind yeah, of semi no, semi justified enough to put his bust <laughs> in your house. That's the real question. I I did not. I I would there not. That would go right next to the snow prince thing which is out back in the dumpster. <laughs> I don't I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Wait, you actually put Damn. them in a dumpster in the back of your house? <laughs> so bottom just in, put them in the dumpster. There, there's a, no, there's this antiquity lead that you can get out of Kynes Aegis. I assume you can get it anywhere in Western Skyrim, but yeah, I know you because I get it all the time every time I run Kynes Aegis pretty much. Um you get a lead for the seat of the snow prince and it's it's the snow prince's throne and I'm like, "Great, I know what I want to do with that." and i keep getting them and i keep jamming them in the just this pond scum in the back of one of my houses and i'm like this is where the snow prince belongs. <laughs> you need to post pictures of this i want to see this okay yeah that's awesome that's awesome you're, you're just like garbage dump in the back yep that's great <laughs> just stack them up all right so all right so i i I get the I get the opinions here about Abner. Th- I think he's a little justified in douchiness. I also think so. Here's my other perspective on him. He is he comes from a very learned background. He's very educated, and he interacts with lots of different people. So I think there's a lot of people he interacts with who, who he thinks are just complete idiots. Because compared to some of the information he has, they kind of are. Now he's a douche about it, but at the same time, <laughs> he does know a lot of things. So you can know a lot of things and not be a jerk right so eh, i don't know also he's getting kind of old by the end of it he's complaining about like oh in my younger days i would have been able to take on that thing all by myself you know right yeah he's he's the poster boy for like an aspirin ad by the end as he's limping around and (laughs) yeah he's like like, oh oh that used to be easier i used to be able to conjure whatever magic from my butt or whatever i don't know yeah so all right where they conjure it all right that's where they conjure that's where magic comes from in elder scrolls online um don't tell tuttle power i said that it comes out of your butt Canon lore right there. Canon, but canon lore. All right. That sounds disgusting. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. This has been super fun. Um, guys, let's wrap this up. We're going to go backwards. We're going to start with Bob. Bob, do you have anything cool to shout out about or to or tell people about or tell them how to get a hold of you? 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> the coolest thing ever I could talk about is uh, my podcast, the Red Diamond Courier, which is part of the Robots Radio Network. You guys can go check it out there. Companion show to this very one you're listening to now. Um, we talk about all kinds of stuff in game in the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, both Robots and Lotus have been on it. I mean, there is an endless amount of good things you could go We're listen to in the Red Diamond Courier. We're all buddies here. So, yeah. Go check it out. Um, you can even hear my co-host Dog talk about his love for Ebner Tharn. So you got that going. <laughs> if if you love Ebner Tharn, didn't get enough here. You know, oh, dude. it's there. We need to get we so, need to get Doggett on on the show. Yeah, <laughs> we have Ab- Abner Tharn episode with Doggett. Abner Tharn. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, outside that, I'm in the Robots Radio Discord. You could hit me up there, and I am on Twitter all the time at the at Bob, Ch- Bob underscore Chichinsky and uh, our Twitter for the show is at Red Diamond Cast. So. I still think you should uh, uh, slim your name sure. down to Bob Chickens so people can just, it's easier to find you. <laughs> I mean, but then the chickens would be too, like, you know. Bob Chickens and, and Dog. Like, the Chickens and Dog show. Yeah. Everyone says Bob Chickens, anyways. I know. So that's I was, good. <laughs> how many times did, like, I reference you as Bob Chickens until you said the name that I could actually hear it phonetically? It just you like, were yeah, one Bob of the chickens. ones who, when you tried it the first time, you actually got it right. So that was, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, you got this made up word i made in my head right but i mean you know there it is <laughs> awesome awesome well uh yeah go check out go check out the podcast uh also um the robots radio <laughs> discord is just blowing up today i think we've had like i don't know tons of new people popping in so come come talk about elder scrolls with us and find people to play with you and, and things like that all right uh kung fu how can people get a hold of you and do you have anything cool to talk about that you want to share uh well you know i don't run a podcast <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I primarily play when I'm playing online. I, I play uh, on Xbox, Xbox One. So anyone with an Xbox One is very welcome to send me a message on Xbox. My name is not Kung Fu Kangaroo. Pan- Kung Fu, uh, you almost said Kung Fu Panda. I almost, I almost did. <laughs> what about DreamWorks? Some money then? Uh, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> my my name on Xbox is actually N Seven, and then spell out Seven, and that's a Mass Effect. Record definitely but it's yeah. in seven space legend uh just spell like that cool, cool. Um, so yeah if anyone wants to play i usually play uh like elder scrolls of course i'll be playing elder scrolls line now yeah. um i play yeah. fallout 76 play some, uh, mass effect 3 multiplayer with you i guess absolutely <laughs> i love mass effect andromeda was a nightmare but yeah, <laughs> I still play um, that's a whole other topic player for a reason I, I also play call of duty uh too sometimes so if anyone to play some multiplayer games and you know if you if you're not sure just uh send me a message see what games i have jump in the discord and and just kind of add add them on on the discord and there's a there's an all game section so if you want to just find other people to group up with whatever games you're playing you're welcome to do that as well yeah in the discord uh kung fu kangaroo awesome awesome lotus you guys have anything cool going on with uh tales of tamriel lately um we just celebrated our 250th dumpster fire last week um and as in Do you keep them in fashion. the backyard with the rest of them? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's made enough of a snow princess at this point. Oh, my God. We had so many technical issues, but Ark managed to stitch it together to have it. Uh, it was certainly an interesting episode. Yes. Uh, we've got Last a lot episode, of I jumped in and said something oh, accidentally. Right. That way, I promise my <laughs> misspelling of glitter. 
it's, it's a permitted term at this point, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> right. If you replace the G in glitter and turn it into something that is absolutely dirty, that's what I accidentally yeah. mistyped. Which we immediately approved because of a really off-color comment that I made to something in the pre-show. So, oh, yeah, man. that was... It was... We had um, the original founder <laughs> joined us. He, he, you know, has stepped away a while ago now. And um, but every now and then he'll he'll join us uh, for for landmark episodes. Like we actually had like a serious like one when we hit 200 because that was just like crazy. And this one was more of a goofy landmark thing, just because at this point, man, we are relics in podcast age when you <laughs> oh, how long has your podcast been on the air it's like six six years it's like yeah woof. but um yeah not i was gonna say we did that otherwise um i i've been trying to figure out when i can stream again uh because i want to finish up elder scrolls arena um and actually i guess maybe i'm not sure i shut it out so i guess the most useful thing that i should mention if you do anything that relates to me uh is our extra life marathon is coming up october 16th um we are starting at 6 p.m with hyper pixie and we are going to relay the marathon for 48 hours straight um non-stop it's gonna be epic and it's it's hopefully gonna be pretty epic um we are raising money for the boston children's hospitals and extra life which is about why i kind of got into any of this to begin with mm -hmm. and it's a cause i definitely believe in so uh yeah we'll be doing that we've got tons of stuff to give away lots of prizes uh courtesy of zoss who has been very generous to help us raise money so we've got lots of good stuff to give away just for hanging out even if you can't donate financially that's totally fine um even just supporting the cause is is still awesome because it might link to somebody who can donate so yeah or just showing up in the stream in order to help it be a little bit more noticeable on on twitch yeah, so other people exactly. jump into it yeah for sure so keep coming up with uh more that's that's kind of the one thing i plug each year is the, the one mega marathon we do but um yeah pretty excited for that that should be some fun times we're working on a couple interesting landmarks which if we can figure out the finer details i'll have more information as it gets closer very cool awesome stuff um speaking of charities uh if you are watching us on our my where is why is my amazon echo talking at me i didn't say i didn't say your name um you or think it would you? have triggered when I said Serana, maybe, but uh, nope. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, if you are joining us on the live stream, um, any donations that we get on on the Robots Radio Twitch channel, and we've been doing it for this for like the last month and a half now, all the way until the election, will be going towards charity to fight against government corruption because we will all benefit from a more, you know, a government that actually represents the people more, which would be awesome. So, um, so yeah, any subs, any donations, anything like that. So if you if you decide to join us in the future and would like to support that as a cause, you're welcome to do that. Um, also, I am as a way of giving back to the community, doing office hours on after my live shows on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturday nights. Um, this show's on Thursday night and it starts a little bit later at 10 p.m. Eastern, which means we run a little bit later. So it's a little bit late to kind of do the office hours thing. But on Monday nights, Wednesday nights, and Saturday nights, I have the Fallout Lorecast, the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast, and the Cyberpunk Lorecast. And after those shows get done at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, I am doing at least in a half an hour of office hours to help anybody in the community who's interested in learning about podcasting making videos streaming 
um, technical questions, marketing questions, anything at all that you have that you would love to, you know, be interested in, you know, getting some somebody with a little bit more experience helping you out doing that for free. Come come by the streams, you know, come out for the shows, stay for the uh, office hours and then I'll be playing games after that. So I've been playing a lot of Fallout 76, but I definitely need to jump back into Elder Scrolls Online, play through some more of that stuff, especially with all the new content coming out soon. So. That's what I've been doing. And um, if you are uh, following our, our Twitter accounts, if you're not following our Twitter accounts, then check those out as well. It's a wonderful way to stay connected and come join us on the Discord. That's what we got going on. Thank you guys again for being here. And thank you, chat, for showing up for the live show. And if you missed the live show and you want to watch this with our actual meat faces, then look up the Robots Radio YouTube channel as well as a wonderful way to check out the uh, live video version of the podcast. All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks or Zenimax Studios, and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at ElderScrollsLorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. If you'd like to help support the show, check out the rewards you can get at patreon.com slash ElderScrollsLorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. And thanks to our patrons for support, especially our Tier 5 patrons, including... My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere.
So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not Raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double Ugg, they're not paying me enough for this. Till later, this is Rose. Raiders rule!